0: What is the answer to 99 out of 100 questions? Money. Look, man, all these jokers have got a lot of money and it belongs to me. I want to know who they are and what they're doing with it. I'm sorry about that, man. I really am. Money does bad things to people. There ain't no excuse
1: for it.
2: Money. I'm going to say money. And I'm going to say welcome to the We Are Money podcast brought to you by Beasley, Mitchell & Company. David, today we are live on the road. It's a live podcast. Live podcast here uh, in Las Cruces. We are uh, decided to take our show on the road for the, uh, be here for the tax season kickoff meeting for Beasley, Mitchell & Company. So uh, like I said, my name is Brad Beasley and along with me as always is David. Hey Brad, how are you doing? Just fine, just fine. David, we're short uh, one of our uh, co-host uh, Dahlia, she's uh, out sick today, but uh, we'll have to make do do without her. All right. So you have a history of running off some of our female...
3: Apparently so, so if we ask you to, to, to come and help host us this this uh, podcast, then uh, think twice. Yes. I think once <laughs> one, she ended up moving to Korea.: or I something. know that's a long ways to get away from us.:
2: <laughs>
3: Well I'm trying to get away. From... I hope it's South Korea.
2: I sure hope so too. Yes Yes, it'd be really difficult if she was teaching accounting in North Korea. Maybe yeah, yeah I don't know if they even have numbers over there. Do they have numbers there. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Well, anyways, we got buttons uh, and things like that. So. Yeah, it's a little scary over there, but you know <laughs> it's all good. So, well, once again, welcome to the We Are Money podcast. Uh, we have uh, a, gra- a great show for you today. Lots of activities, lots of fun, uh, fun things. But David, the one thing I wanted to get into was uh, there was a lot of discussion around the new tax law, and so back in uh, 2017 there was the the uh, JOBS Act that was passed that had the tax law changes, and they've, they've heralded this as the, the, the greatest sweeping tax changes since 1986. Uh, what are your thoughts when somebody says that to you? That it's not the greatest sweeping tax law since
3: 1986?
2: You're right. I, <laughs> this was a very interesting tax law because when you take a look at it, uh, it's multiple bills squished together. So there's not actually this one big law that you can read. You actually have to take the House bill that was passed and the Senate bill that was passed, and the reconciliation that was passed, because it says, here's what, you know, one certain law, here's what the tax bill said, here's what the, sen- the Senate bill said, and here's what we decided to go with. Yeah, and it was also set up,
3: wasn't it, as amendments? Yes. It's everything. So it's, so like, you know, for, for example, when I do is trust planning and everything for clients, um, we do a trust agreement. If there's something little, we do an amendment here. But if there's a whole sweeping changes, we actually go do a whole new agreement, usually called a restatement or something that. But here, I went to go look at it and says, well, check this code section, and now go back to this code section, and go back to this code, remove this part
2: here. So, I didn't yeah. even know where to look. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard. It's a very difficult thing to, to navigate. And, you know, there's, we spent a lot of money and time and, and effort on research and, and reading through all these activities. And so we're not going to hit everything, obviously, in the new tax law, because I think the two bills Today, combined... we're going to continue this for the next three months. Okay, okay so it's going to be about a four, three and a half month yeah, podcast. Yeah, we're going
3: we're to have chapters and, and, volumes and volumes and everything there.
2: Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Do you have enough memory in the computer for uh, recording all this stuff? Sure. No, I don't. actually. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll make sure. We'll make sure. Okay. So one of the things that was interesting was the changes in the, uh, regarding business activities. And I know as far as pass-through entities go, they've decided to come out with a 20% uh, deduction for income related to pass-through entities. Now a pass-through entity is an entity like an S corporation or an LLC where the Income of that trader or business or activity flows through to the individual owners of that activity. David, that's correct, right? Sounds correct to me. Okay, sounds good. Now on that, uh, what they've decided is that now income that's passed through from uh, these pass-through entities will now have a twenty percent deduction. It's called Code Section one ninety nine A, and this deduction, which is an interesting way that they did it, is actually a deduction off of taxable income. So you're going to compute all the, the uh, uh, income. Your adjusted gross income stays the same, theoretically, if all the income was the same. Your deductions stay the same, assuming they were all the same. And then your taxable income, then you have a deduction from 199A. So it's actually very interesting. Now, what this does is basically take the top uh, tax rate from 37%, discounts it 20% to, what is that, 275 and a half. Or you're asking like an attorney
3: that. to do math, Brad. That's not my strong suit. Yeah, I'm sorry. I should have used my calculator. I yeah.
2: apologize. Or sure prep. Well what's interesting, David, is as, as, as an attorney and as an accountant, they, they kind of put a little trick to this thing. Kind of a big trick, if you call me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a big trick, basically saying that they have, they disc, the 20 percent deduction is not allowed for qualified trader businesses, or they're allowed for qualified trader businesses, except for those in the area of health, law, well, accounting yep. all right, Well, wah, two, one wah. for one. actuarial studies, arts, sports, consulting. And then they hit this catch-all brokerage services is another one. And it said, any other trade or business where the reputation or skill or one or more of its employees is directly related to the income produced. Well, what does that mean? Well, you know, to me, the biggest one that hits out is like real estate agents. I mean, if you're a real estate agent and you are doing this, I mean, your, your income is derived from your own skill and, and reputation. So one of the things we we're talking about was like for you from your legal practice is to try to show that you have no reputation or skill. Or skill. Yeah. I mean, that shouldn't be too hard. Yeah, so, I mean,
3: we should be able to to win that one, I think. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, so, and so it's, it's a very interesting uh, piece because, like I said, that gets it to where um, you know there's going to be fights. Now there's a, a a limitation threshold, meaning that if you're a what's considered a small business like this, your income's below about three hundred thousand dollars as a joint filer then uh, you still qualify for this deduction. But as you make more, you, you don't get this deduction. So do
3: you think we're going to see any larger entities with maybe multiple partners break off into just associations? And that so you have, I mean, for example, like our our firm. Mm-hmm. I mean, would it make sense for now, instead of having individuals as partners, we have our own pass-through entities as partners?
2: You know, it's really interesting because I think I, I think instead of breaking up into associations, I think what you end up is you end up with all these different business segments in different entities becoming um, different parts. So if, if I have somebody that is a mixed service, so the example would be like a, uh, an eye doctor. An eye doctor does the service of... And sells glasses. And sells glasses. So as a service of, of doctoring, right? And then selling the glasses. So you actually might say, hey, these need to be two separately, completely separate entities where we sell an activity that that qualifies for the business. And then we have the service-based business on the other side. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of these little tricks and, and things that, that come out. So, you know, I'd encourage everybody, especially if you have pastor entities, to kind of understand that. Now, the big thing, Dave, too, is also the corporate tax change.
3: Yep. Yep. That seems to be the biggest one, at least in the news and everything, um, because kind of what we've seen is that has been the one to directly affect stock prices right now mm-hmm. and also directly affect some of the larger U.S. employers to give raises to some of their employees. I mean, it sounds like. And so t- to me, that's been the one that's, that you've seen a lot more, but it does have the effect on the smaller corporations as well.
2: So I've had a lot of clients have called me and said, hey, Brad, you want to really look at the switching from a, a, a C-Corp, which has got the flow-through income, or excuse me, a S corp which has got a flow-through income, to a C-Corp that we pay the tax at 21%. And we we have to do the analysis, and you have to really look at the the client's business uh, in and of itself, and what they're trying to do. If they're a, if they're a company that's trying to retain capital from a long term standpoint, and really only wants to spend uh, spend as little as possible on income taxes, doesn't care about the distributions and dividends right now, and is just trying to amass capital, a C corp might make sense.
3: Yeah. So I mean, that's one thing that that we've just had to look at on there um, and figure out. But then again, you have issues of once you go back, you have what five years? Yeah. F- if five years to switch five back. Five years, and so I mean. This, this was kind of always reminds me of when I was in the Air Force, they say all plans are firm until changed. So, <laughs> so you know, we always had Semper Gumby, so you'd always be flexible, but mm-hmm. there's something things that you have in there to... Uh, Semper Gumby? <laughs> yeah. This, so We're at the Air Force, we you know, we're kind of like hardcore, but not that much. You know, right.
2: But nicer. But nicer? <laughs> yes. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, <laughs> hmm. well, speaking of change, obviously, the one thing that's interesting is the 1031 exchanges. Yep. 1031s. So now those were the like-kind exchanges where you would exchange a piece of land for a commercial building. You could qualify for tax-free treatment, bulldozer for bulldozer, uh, truck for truck. Now they've just limited that to real estate.
3: Yeah, just real estate. So I had some real estate agents call and say, well, what I heard there's all these changes. And I said, well, in your case, no. But for some of our other businesses, um, yes. So, for example, when you used to be able to like-kind a big trailer or a big pecan jiggy mm-hmm. um, that's a technical term, by the way. Yes. Um, yes. In that, it, it actually takes the thing with Bob and turns it into the jiggy, jiggy, it, and, then, and it shakes the thing. And then, yeah, and the th- the exactly, stuff exactly. Okay. Yes, I'll have that verified later. Yes. Um, it sounds right, right to me. Yeah, but now it's just it's just real property, um, unless you actually started the transaction before the end of the year. Correct. So it doesn't have to be finished, but it has to have been started with the, the at least the first sale or receipt of the property before the end of the year.
2: And I'd caution everybody to take a look because if you have mixed use properties, mm-hmm. so if you have a uh, 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 let's say an apartment complex that's got 45 brand new washer and dryers that it's got in there well those mm-hmm. aren't real that's not real property no nope. so when you're selling that that's a portion of that that's not real property so you know and and this whole thing has got me um um really confused on a lot of these things and so you know we've had a lot of people at our firm david you know really analyze and look at some of these these uh sections oh, you of have this to bill. you can't take it on yourself yeah it's just too much and so we actually had one of our uh, one of our employees Take a look at the, uh, the state and local tax deduction and, and, and she did some some plain language uh, translating for and, us. And
3: I think this is a very good analysis. Very good.
1: Der Steuerzahler kann insgesamt bis zu 10.000 Dollar absetzen für die Bundeslandsteuer und die örtliche Vermögenssteuer, das nicht im Zusammenhang mit einem Handwerk oder mit einem Geschäft entstanden ist oder die Aktivität beschrieben ist in Code Section 212. Definitely. Und das Bundeslandeinkommen und das örtliche Einkommen war größer. Denn die Spezialsteuer, die entstanden ist, der Spezialsteuerbeitrag muss vorher bewertet werden und muss bezahlt werden im Steuerjahr, damit der Betrag abziehbar ist.
3: Oh yeah, right. yeah. she's right on,
2: right on. She's right on. You know, I I could be wrong, but that sounded like Latin.
3: <laughs> I th- no, I'm I'm thinking it's um.
2: I don't know, Portuguese. Portuguese. Okay.
3: Maybe German. Yes, Maybe German. German. Yes. That's Except the, it, might, it might have been angrier. Yeah, I think we could have been angrier yeah. German on that. Yeah.
2: But so shout out there to... To, to Jenny from Jenny our office. Jenny from our, our office. office. Did that. The live show. So what she was talking about was actually the state and local tax. And so before you got to deduct all of your state uh, income taxes that you paid and the local property taxes uh, in your area fully, now there's a $10,000 cap, Dave. Oh, boy. Um,
3: so then you get to... I mean, so all of our people that have excess on there that, that easily pay more state and local tax on that, like if you live in New Mexico and pay, say,
2: four and four and a half percent. Yes. Yeah, so basically, yeah, if you have more than about 150,000 of income in, uh, in the state of New Mexico, you're going to have a phase out there or not a phase out. You're just you're only going to be able to take up to ten thousand dollars. Now, this really hurts a lot of these states where they have excessively high property taxes or they have uh, a state income tax that's rather high. I mean, even in Texas. The state and local income taxes there are, are obviously low because they don't have a state income tax, but the property taxes are excessively high. Yeah, so I think that's one thing that that the the national media, as you're
3: talking about it, is is kind of ignoring. I mean, there's this thing that you saw where California and, and New York are gonna are gonna sue the federal government for having this because um, it's a it's effect on them. But my understanding, if is that it also includes property tax, right. which then a lot of these states, if you look at these that have low income tax especially like Texas, have a relatively higher property tax. I mean, some like California and New York have both. Right. Um, but but so I think you're going to still have people in both, both areas that are going to run into that.
2: Yeah. So now um, the other one that's really difficult to understand was the changes in the mortgage interest deduction. And so we actually had another one of our uh, uh, staff at Beasley
1: Mitchell & Company go
2: ahead and translate this one as
1: well. Para los años fiscales que empiezan después del 31 de diciembre de 2017, Y antes del 1 de enero del 2026, la deducción de interés que paga un contribuyente sobre la segunda hipoteca es suspendida y la deducción de interés hipotecario es limitada a deudas hasta $750,000 o $375,000 para contribuyentes casados que reportan sus impuestos separados. Para años que empiezan después del 31 de diciembre del 2025, los límites anteriores de $1,500,000 son restaurados Y el contribuyente puede deducir el interés en deudas hasta este esta cantidad sin importar cuando se contrajo la deuda la suspensión de la deducción de interés en la segunda hipoteca termina en años que empiezan después del 31 de diciembre del 2025
3: again i think he's right on
1: yeah
3: yeah, yeah.
2: or should i say sí. Sí.
3: <laughs> I, I was still waiting for the. I'm usually when I hear that, I, all I think of is the is the, is the amount as the amountments to keep my hands and arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times.
2: Manos, time. brazos, pies y piernas dentro del vehículo. Sí, si. sí. Si. Oh, look at that. Uh-huh. Yeah. S O C K S. Yes. Socks. You know what? <laughs> the the mortgage interest deduction is is limited now to where you can only have it on seven, um, you know, seven hundred fifty thousand, and so there's a few other limitations. And you know what? It might be easier for us at this point to. Oh, we're, we have we have one of our new members, John, who's gonna uh, who's, is gonna yeah. join us here in a second the podcast. But it might, it might be a good time for us just to, to 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 bring up the person that translated this stuff for us. Please help me welcome Don Francisco.
4: Don, welcome to the show. Yeah.
2: Thank
4: you. No problem. Francisco. Don Francisco. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Don, Don. 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 Don Francisco, yo. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I understand that you're helping advise uh, your Spanish-speaking clients. Do you have any tips on, on how you go about doing that? Sí. <laughs> so, in Spanish is how you advise them?
1: Right.
4: <laughs> I think we both know the same amount of Spanish, I <laughs> think. I know Biblioteca, so uh, gotcha beat, there we go. Uh, yeah, so uh, do you have any favorite stories from uh, last year's busy season, from uh, helping out clients? See.
1: Sí. All
4: right. <laughs> do you wanna share that with everyone?
1: Oh, of course, of course. Oh, uh, okay, oh, Igles, Igles, okay, all right. You know, last year, New client came in. Her name was La Llorona. La Llorona? Yeah. I asked La Llorona, what's last name? I was writing this down. She said, First name, La. <laughs> last name, Llorona. <laughs> then you don't even need an ID in this state, so who cares, right? No, I asked, What's your address? She said, 1440 West Picacho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she came to us because, and actually, Met with me and, and David. Cause yeah. She needed confidentiality. Oh, okay. She, she needed some, she said, you know, you can't disclose this if, it ever, if we ever have to go to court. I said, fine. You know, let's get David in here. Uh, he's an attorney. and He can help us out. Right.
4: Uh, but podcasts said, are okay. It's just that court is not yeah. so good. Yes. Yeah, this, okay.
3: They've That's recognized right. a podcast yeah. exemption now in court. It's, right, it's, it's, exactly. It's yeah. part of the new law. Yeah. So, all right, perfect.
1: <laughs> 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 but she said, can I claim my children? As for, as dependents? I said, sure. I mean, do they live with you? They said they did for most of the year. Okay. Where are they now? Are they with their dad? I said, N- no, they're not. I they asked them, I said, why? I said, well, they're dead. You know, I killed them and drowned them in the river. Seriously? Yes. Lying on her?
4: So at what point do you dial 911? I can't. You can't? No. It's confidential. Confidential. Ah, that's how you do it. Ah. Uh, yeah. I forgot to sign that confidentiality clause before I joined this podcast. That's what I forgot to do. <laughs> that's what I forgot to do. And so, uh, so then, can you claim your children
1: then? Oh, definitely. Even if they passed away, uh, beginning for as long as they live for you, with you for some t- part of the year, and they pass away, you can still claim them.
4: So you prorate that for the number of months?
1: No. They consider that they live with you for the 12 months. Really? Yes.
4: So if you're going to do something really terrible like that, then January 1st is when you do that. To get the most bang for your buck. It's yeah. like breaking yeah. up with a girl right before her birthday and then asking her to back out two weeks later. It's that's what you do, as right as well. there.
1: Yes, that's <laughs> the plan. That
4: sounds all right. Well, I did not know that, and I uh, obviously got a C plus in tax when I was in <laughs> uh, college. Well, that's impressive. And so, La Riona, where is she at now?
1: Yes. The definitely. river. The river. The yes. river. Interesting. She, she's hiding. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen her again? Uh, we go visit. We go down. visit. Yeah.
4: You you can take client service to a whole other level, Don Don Francisco. Like.
1: Here. No, that's what beastly Metro is all about. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Wow! Nice. Somebody just got a bonus. <laughs> uh,
4: well, that's awesome, man. Very good. Very good. So, do you have any uh, t- any other tips for the Spanish speaking, uh, helping Spanish speaking clients?
1: Well, same thing as English speaking. (laughs) (laughs) Works both ways. Both, same thing. Yeah. Go to a reputable CPA. Everybody needs a CPA. Yeah. And there's many accountants in Las Cruces that can speak Spanish, and they'll be able to help you. Yeah. So so same, same advice that we give everybody else. Very cool.
2: Pero Don Francisco está mejor.
1: Exacto. Exacto. (laughs) All right, Don Francisco. Everybody, there he is.
4: Thank you. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: On. Well, thank you, Don Francisco. And very nice to have you. The story, of course, the uh, Mexican ghost story of La Llorona, the woman who drowned her children and uh, whales at night to uh, to find them.
3: We know how to make this such an uplifting story. <laughs> <experience>. oh, <laughs> no, so, so
4: it's
2: a ghost story. Okay, yes, all right. I'm story. like, what's, what's with this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So that other voice you hear is the voice of uh, John Garrett, the recovering CPA. He's a, uh, he's a guest of ours here on the We Are Money podcast. So John, welcome.
4: No, thank you so much. I appreciate the, uh, the warm welcome there with the ghost story. Yeah. Uh,
3: and we would offer you to plug your show, but really, I mean, I don't know how much extra following you're going to get after following. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, people on the Green Apple podcast
4: can come over and listen to We Are Money. Nice. So that'll be perfect. Perfect. We'll, we'll get it that way.
2: And so now we'll move on to uh, one of my favorite segments, which is called If Brad Ruled the World.
4: Get some video of that intro song. I we know. really do.
3: Like, yeah, it goes together. Yeah, it, oh, exactly. <laughs> you you've got to understand that we do a podcast and not a television show for a reason. Right, usually, right. I, actually
2: right. asked, I actually asked David, "Hey, can we put this on the Periscope or Facebook Live?" He's like, "No, no, 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 no." no. So we have to charge admission for this. So, so yes. David, if Brad ruled the world. All right, Brad.
3: So we got some questions here. We're gonna be we're gonna be taking at you from both sides here. Me and John here. So I got a I got a first question <laughs> for you here. <laughs> Not this. exactly how I would have gone into the segment, but whatever uh, <laughs> yeah. we got into.
4: <laughs> okay, all right, here we Not go. Not my dreams, these are Brad's. These are all Brad's <laughs> dreams. <laughs> this is if Brad ruled yes. the world. It is if I ruled oh, the world. Right.
3: The answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. All right. So Brad, we watched. The, we had a, a group outing and we, had the, we watched The Last Jedi. What is one change that you would make to Star Wars if you ruled the world?
2: One change that I would make to Star Wars if I ruled the world? Um, I would keep Yoda Yoda in every single episode. I thought that his cameo in The Last Jedi was just absolutely fantastic. Uh, I thought that was I was the best. I think you have to keep Yoda. He has to be in every Star Wars movie. Okay. Yes, Uh, John. All right.
4: Uh, I want to switch up my question, but I'm just going to go with what I came with. Um, Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) flew in to El Paso, Texas, driving up I-10 through New Mexico, and this happens in a lot of parts of the country as well, but New Mexico, especially, you guys love, love the left lane of the interstate. I mean, in love with the left lane, like we're going barely the speed limit and we are in the left lane and it is, you gotta get over. I mean, there's three lanes and you're in the left one. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but get over to the right. Um, So my question is, how can we go about getting people all over the country that are barely going the speed limit uh, not to be in the left lane. What are we going to do about
2: that? Well, I think Uber is going to take care of that here pretty soon uh, to where hopefully all those people will just be off the road. But I think we need multiple multiple honks. We, uh, need, we, we need a repertoire of honks like at our going disposal with this. where it's like the the uh, the hello honk, beep, beep, you know, really right. nice. And then, like, get out of the way, like, rant and then, like, hey, move over. Like, hey, you're kind of in my way. Yeah. Like, hey, just, you know, I mean, we need to have a multiple repertoire of Yeah, uh, yeah, because I
4: was renting a Toyota Yaris, and that has no uh, honk. I mean, it's uh-huh. the beep beep. It's the hello <laughs> honk. And yeah. uh, I'm not saying hello to anybody that's in front of me going I'm sure that big uh, F-150
2: in front of you going slow was not really... Yeah, I think it was an
4: F-950 if that's a thing. <laughs> I don't even know. was like, inventing diesel as it was driving. All right. <laughs> Inventing isn't even the right word. All right,
3: so I got another one here for you, Brad. Okay. So I got this because we were watching uh, Harry Potter the other night, and so there's that big chess scene in there. And if that's a spoiler alert, you're about 10 years <laughs> from that. So, so, but uh, chess is a game of rulers. So if you ruled the world, what would your pieces
2: look like? What would my chess pieces be? Yes. Well, oh, um, well, that's a lot of good questions. Well, I definitely think the uh, uh, instead of the rooks, I think I'd have them. Um, you know, as, as catchers, because they're kind of like the protectors. Right. Okay. They can move very quickly and stuff like that. Um, I think pawns should be like dogs. I think we should have dogs Dog front. Yes. They can test. I really am, my, my most favorite piece, the horsey piece. The horsey piece. Uh, the and horsey, piece the and horsey, horsey piece. knight. Yeah. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> yes. Yes. I thought it was just a horse. You know. Why is like, it a horse head? Why is oh, it not I, a knight?
3: You know, just so people know exactly how cool I am, not only band, not only tax, chess club in middle school.
2: Boom. That's it, a trifecta that's in case trifecta you're right gambling there. at triple, home. Triple threat, that is triple threat. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's the trifecta. Wow, you, didn't, you didn't? No, I won't even go there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, that's um yeah. That's what I would do. I think I, I now I know that catchers and dogs. dogs, dogs catchers and dogs, catchers and dogs. Yeah, yeah. bishops. I like eh, it. You know, it's kind of cool. I go wizards. There's no, there's not enough wizards. I think more sure. sure. okay. wizards. Okay. wizards. Yeah.
4: Keep the horse, but call it horsey piece. It's horsey piece. piece. Yeah, that's
2: exactly what I would do. Cool.
4: Okay. All right. All right. All right. uh Uh, So I know you're big on baseball, capitalizing on your your catchers as the rooks. Big on baseball. Baseball Mm -hmm. player in college. Uh, So uh, I guess for me, when I go to a baseball game, baseball is fun and I like baseball, but sometimes it's a little long. Like those middle three innings we could do without. Uh, For some reason, I'm able to focus on the first three and the last three. And the middle three, I'm like, let's let's go walk around or something. I don't know. Um, (laughs) So is there anything that you could do to to spice up baseball a little bit, make it a little more exciting?
2: Um, I think... uh, um Pits of water in the outfield would be kind of fun like people just run they just fall in oh okay you know because kind of okay. I think you know wild animals on the field just all of a sudden like tigers yes. like naked guns oh, before the guy caught it and yeah, then like the tiger just gun. mauled him yes just like yes. naked so gun. does okay. it still
4: count as
3: a catch if you but you can't the, throw
2: it back yeah. so you gotta, gotta hold a on tiger. the ball yeah, yeah you gotta hold it's on the ball it's a catch
3: for both the fielder <laughs> and the animal
2: and the animal yeah. So I, I would definitely do that. I would, first for sure, in, in reality, I would actually shorten the game. I think that, and I think that if it was tied at the end of nine, I would just go a, a home run derby to determine the winner. That'd oh, be there we go. Fun. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, all right, okay. I guess I'll give up on moats and uh, wild animals in the field, and we'll just no. go with home run derby. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, so my
3: question kind of expands a little bit on that. So speaking of, of baseball and the M in Major League Baseball, they're talking about expanding. So if you were the ruler, where would you expand a, a team to, and what would be their mascot?
2: Oh, I definitely think that uh, you need to go international. I think you need, like, the Mexico City kind of activity. I think that that would be a lot of fun. Uh, I think you could have the the London team, the fish and chips. The fish and chips, nice. Would be kind of fun. The fish and chips, (laughs) yes. or the bobbies or whatever they call it. Right, right, right. The the horsey pieces. The The horsey pieces. pieces. (laughs) Uh Yes, in in Mexico, they'd be the el caballos. So... (laughs) It's like right. Los Caballos. The bibliotecas? The bibli- I don't know. <laughs> yes. like, What are we talking about? There you go. We got three words in Spanish. Because that's what I would do. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice.
4: Okay, so I'm going to change it up. Uh, I guess fish and chips going to go food on you. I'm not a big fan of Brussels sprouts. Oh. I'm uh, not a big fan. Uh, is there anything that we can do? Uh, people are always trying to serve them. You go to nice restaurants now. They think they can make Brussels sprouts. Uh, and so is there anything you can do to, uh, to, to make them uh, a little more tolerable?
3: Um, I have a guess for him.
2: I would say put green chili on <laughs> it. Put uh, green chili
4: on it. I was going to say chili on put it on your curios. ice cream sundays down here. Why not, yes, right? Yes, of course. Is it the hotel? Turn on the water. Green chili comes out. Yep, absolutely. You guys like your green, green chilies.
2: Green chili on the Brussels sprouts. Yep. Yeah.
3: it right. works. All right, Brad, so I got another one here. Mm-hmm. What is one app that you would have
2: made that is not out there? one Ooh. app that I would have app. made. Not appetizer, but like green chili. Green chili. With, uh, some peca- no, we've got that already. Um, an app that has not, well, if I could come up with that, Dave, I wouldn't be sitting here doing a podcast. I'd come up with something that was crazy. Um, you know, I think something along the lines of like Uber, like maybe um, Uber Handyman, or like I could just call Uber. They could go to, go pick up the stuff at Home Depot for me and Come out, uh, come over, and drop the stuff off. And if and it looks too complicated, sure. they could just fix it for me. Nice, you know. Um, right. So the other day, I got to tell you. So the other day, there was some uh, um, uh, equipment that uh, my fiance brought over to uh, bought for the house, and it was I think it was like a leaf blower or a chainsaw. I'm not sure which one it was. <laughs> you don't have but, to work, don't know how to work either of them, so doesn't matter. Like, like like, Are you going to take that out and put that together? I'm like, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So it would have been great to have Uber Uber Home uh, home, yeah. home Handyman right there. Yep. So there you go, Uberman, Uberman, right, <laughs> Uberman. All right, so uh, I flew in here, uh,
4: and uh, flying is starting to get out of control. Uh, they're putting more seats on the planes. Uh, people are getting crazy. Uh, TSA is hand-checking everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like i got to tip them. Um, they, actually, they,
2: actually, <laughs> they actually buy me dinner now. They buy you dinner? Wow. Yeah, you guys are friendly. Yeah. Uh, so uh, do you have any ideas on
4: improving the, the flying experience for people?
2: Um, I think improving the flying experience... You know, boy, that's hard. You know, I I think that that the frustrations behind flying are the fact that you have to be around other people. So until they develop... You know, that's
4: probably the number one thing for me. (laughs) I think that's... that's
2: Other other people. So until they develop single flyer, once they get the drone technology and they can fly me from, you know, here to Phoenix on a one little, you know, a little drone or something, that'd be kind of fun. A little drone. (laughs) A little.
3: (laughs) Oh.
4: Comment from the peanut gallery over here.
3: (laughs) All right,
2: Brad. Yeah.
4: Big drone, seven big, big drones. Yeah, is that better? Yeah. Is that, <laughs> <laughs> like they all look like
2: storks, like a baby wearing a diaper, like with a rattle, <laughs> well, Thanks, I, so. I really appreciate it. I think that, we
3: guys. need the bigger throne.
2: Well, guys, I really appreciate the questions. Those are always, uh, those are always a lot of fun, and uh, we'll end up moving on to uh, David's favorite segment, which is David's legal corner. <laughs>
0: The information contained on David's Legal Corner is provided as a general public service to the listeners if any, are advised to check for changes to current law and to consult with an attorney. Nothing in this communication, including but not limited to words, phrases, songs, gestures, grunts, coughs, hisses, snooty remarks, snotty remarks, witty remarks, not-so-witty remarks, or other accompanying remarks relating to any federal tax transaction or matter, anti-matter, matter-of-fact, matador, hey-matter-matter, swing-matter-matter, matter, or David's Legal Corner are to be considered a covered opinion, legal opinion, qualified opinion, unqualified opinion, disclaimer opinion, adverse opinion, ad hoc opinion, public opinion, scientific opinion, political opinion, professional opinion, or personal opinion, as described in circular 230, 330, 30-something, 420, 2020, or any other circular or other-shaped publication. David's Legal Corner wishes all the tax preparers out there a great tax season, but in no way guarantees that its listeners have had, will have, may have, should have, will ever have, or have any chance of a great tax season. Good luck, and may the deductions forever be in your favor. <laughs> nice.
3: You and sp- that's it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty intense, man. we got to make sure you disclaim everything. So Did you drop a little Hunger Games in there? Again? I did.
2: I did. I'm hungry now. I know. This whole thing has been about food. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, David, you were going to go over the probate process. I know that's something you deal with.
3: Yeah, so in the probate process, um, I always get a lot of questions when people come in doing estate planning. Um, they think, well, I'm going to put it in my will, and, and that'll take care of it. Well, that's, your, your will is just a portion of what your estate planning should be. Um, generally, everybody has a, a will already written for you. You have what the state um, has as your, um, um, if you die in, intestate without a will, that already has it set up for how it's going to go.
2: I'm glad you clarified that.
3: Yes, so that's what that means there. Um, but what the probate process is, all that governs is what is handled by your, by your will. So if you have an account that has a payable on death, so it says, you know, when I die, pay this to Brad, which don't worry, none of them say yes, that. Yes, please. <laughs> um, th- that governs first. So I don't even need a will for that. If I have something in a trust and it says this, it goes to John, um, I don't need a will for that. The will only governs anything that is in your name when you die and it just governs that piece of property. So you may also have something payable to your estate. In that case, you need a will, because that's going to govern what that's on there, unless you just want to rely on what the state has you right there.
2: Now, that typically is a public process, right?
3: It is a very public process. It, it goes through the court system. In New Mexico, we have a simplified process to do that through the probate courts, but other states, um, it is a more complicated and more, you know, you're sharing information all out there with the public. And so a lot of times people want to avoid
2: the probate process just because of that. Right. Because you could actually keep all of your information private as opposed to Correct. if I had died without a, a trust, all the information of what every single asset that I had, all the liabilities, my creditors, everything that I own, any errors that I may have or may not have or whatever mm-hmm. are all listed in there. Exactly. So there's reasons to do that.
3: Um, there's other times that we have to open probates. Um, sometimes if there's life insurance that's payable to the, a person and their and, or to their estate and they've passed away. The um, other thing is sometimes if they have to have a, um, if somebody is is killed and then their estate wants to have a claim against somebody, the only people that can do that is the personal representative from the estate. And so sometimes you have to open that and go through that probate process. But it's just something to clear up um, and something to think about, especially for some of our um, advisors, if they're um, talking to people about estate planning, which um, tax season's a good time to do that because you're going to be seeing most of your clients again. So
2: just to put that in your ear and... In that. Okay. Well thanks a lot, David. That's always uh good information. Really appreciate it. Okay. Now we're going to the next our next segment called The Best Code Ever. And we'll dance all night. It's the best code ever. Some folks pay a lot. others they-
3: Right, Brad. So we're doing the best code ever. So what I have here for you, I have three sets of three questions. Three of these, two of the, in each of them, two of these taxes are actually true. One is fake. Okay. So John, I, John, you're going to help yeah, me and out on So this you thing. and John uh, are each going to have a turn. I'm not sure if i much here. help, but uh, that, uh, here we go. So here we go with the first ones here. So number one, in Wisconsin, cloth diapers are not subject to sales tax, but disposable tax, disposable diapers are. Louisiana ostrich farmers in Louisiana St. Tammany Parish are not allowed to, bre- to depreciate their ostriches. And in Texas, cowboy boots are exempt from the sales tax, but hiking boots are not. Which one is fake?
2: Which one is fake?
4: Which John, fake? which one's fake? Fake. I'm going number 1. Cloth diapers. There's no way you're taxing those. No way. That's on American. American.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of crap. If it was, ah, oh. see, that's the softball I just logged. It was just yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah you're welcome, it. big Almost guy. It. It's all right. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the Louisiana, the ostrich. Well,
3: Brad, you are correct. Of course,
2: you undefeated, are cor- undefeated, never we're lost, never lost.
3: Yeah. So, the, <laughs> so in Louisiana, ostriches farmer are allowed to do it if they're used for breeding. So you're allowed to de- to depreciate your ostriches. Oh, we were picking
4: the
2: lie. Yeah,
3: you're picking the oh. lie.
2: Oh. I would have (laughs) still guessed that one. All right. But cowboy boots are exempt from sales tax. Yeah,
3: cowboy boots, but hiking boots are not. Number two, in Ohio. Okay, so remember. What if you hike in your cowboy
4: boots?
2: Then you get to save a little bit, I guess. Yeah, you're buying blisters. Yeah, buying blisters. Band-aids for your blisters. That's what you're doing. You got to break them in first? Uh How do you break in boots? Hike. (laughs) You You hike everywhere? (laughs) Wow. I heard you get them wet first and sleep in them. Is that like uh, an old wives' day? I just thought Boots was a monkey. No, I think that, that makes you wet Aurora. the bed. That's oh. what I think that does. <laughs> hey, sorry. That's,
3: that's like a seventh grade trick. Oh, well, that's just the perk. That's just <laughs> <that's laughs> the perk. All right. Well, number two <laughs> <laughs> going on. <laughs> Go, oh, <geez. laughs> um, in Ohio, a corpse in a mortuary gets makeup applied on it without getting taxed, but a living person is taxed for makeup that gets applied in a beauty salon. Oh, goodness. Number two, in South Carolina, a person can get a $50 deduction if they donate a dead deer to the poor. In Maryland, in Maryland, there is a shell tax on oyster farmers. Which one is fake? (laughs) These are some of the smartest people in our country putting these. I've got to go
2: with South Carolina and the deer, right? Yeah,
4: Yeah. one would think, but I can't agree with you because then it makes it boring. So I'm going to go with the shell tax.
3: John is the winner on this one. (laughs) <laughs> in Maryland, oyster farmers actually get a tax break, but those who farm shellfish don't.
2: That's shellfish of them. It's very
3: shellfish of them, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, 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 oh. That's right. There's two softballs. Two softballs right there, that just was lining them up. Was... <laughs> okay, let's see if we can go through. For All three. right, here we go. Undefeated. Number three. Never lost. This one's a little international right here. We like to be diverse, and so we're going to right. international here. See. So, in France, sales of electronics with both European and American power adapters are allowed a tax break. Number two, the United Kingdom gives tax breaks to video game companies that create culturally British games. <laughs> and number three, in the They're Netherlands... they so polite. Yes. <laughs> no, you first. No, no you, you first. <laughs> first. <laughs> no, you. No one can get to the door. No. Right. <laughs> in the Netherlands, so this is number three, in the Netherlands, those who study and practice witchcraft can claim a tax break given out by the government. So which one is fake? Yeah, I'm saying number one,
2: France, France taxes everything. France.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason.
2: Well, I've dated some people that might qualify for a tax break in the Netherlands. I think I'd go for that one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for the Netherlands. Actually, John's in two for two right there. Wow, wow. in a low, I got a streak. Yeah, I just, just told totally am streaking, that one Brad. I'm streaking. streaking. Yeah. streaking. In, in the oh. United in the United Kingdom, there's actually a criteria that you have to get a score out of 31 points that has the cultural contents. And actually, in the Netherlands in 2005, this tax break was actually upheld um, for the witches. For, for people practicing witchcraft. Wow. wow. So think about that.
2: Well, that's Nothing about that next time I go to the Netherlands. Yes, next time you go never, to the Netherlands. Because yep. there's witches there. Yes. Deducting expenses. Yes. That's where Yalorona is. Uh, yes. <laughs> hanging out over there. Yeah. That's yeah. where she must be. You have the square space of your broom closet then. Right. <laughs> so moving on to our final segment, we're gonna talk about movie hero tax questions. <laughs> Well, it's David. really a shame that people can't watch <laughs> it's really, it's David in action. You know, for this being a, a, a purely vocal... <laughs> you should vocal... watch me prepare
3: a tax return. Awesome. Yeah, you almost threw out a rotator cuff on that.
2: It's uh, purely stretch. a vocal medium. You are uh, very animated in, in what you do. Yeah. So, you know, it's great. You also not only have a face made for radio, you got dance moves like that as well. So yes. Way to go. <laughs> oh, that's a big uh, brother line right there. That's yeah. what that was. Totally, totally. It's okay. It's okay. So... <laughs> We have some of these questions in terms of uh, superheroes and, you know, how the tax treatment would be. And so, David, let me throw this one out to you. Do you think Batman gets to claim the Batmobile mileage as a charitable deduction?
3: Well, I hope so. I think he has, um, you know, his Batman fighting crime as, a, as a, a 501c3. So then he can do that. And it's like donating it to the charity because he does help the poor, I think, on there and other places. So I would well, say yes.
2: Well, see, I use the Mileage IQ app to mm-hmm. track my mileage. I wonder if he does that. Yeah. Like it's the, he just it's like, into...
3: it's the bat mileage IQ. I mean, the there's always mileage. a bat thing for, for that. Oh. So yeah, like, he a... doesn't just have like TurboTax. has like bat TurboTax. Bat TurboTax. Yes. Yeah. He's got a bat CPA. Yeah, bat CPA.
2: Okay. That's
4: awesome.
2: Uh, <laughs> Everybody knows that. Come on.
3: Yeah, come on. <laughs> Duh. Bat hey, uh, repellent shark
2: spray. I mean, come on. Yeah. So John, next question is for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, it's a, oh,
4: you're
2: going to ask me yes, this? Yes, I'm going to ask you this question. Oh, man. Do you think that Spider-Man suit and web supplies are considered a business expense?
4: You know, I would say... Uh, I would say yes because it's all cash so it didn't happen and um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> right you don't have to pay tax on cash, cash. you're fine cash. No. sorry we need. We wish we had like the reckless
4: tax right. advice. right the reckless, <laughs> reckless <laughs> tax well, advice. Yeah, I guess I mean I guess it's hard I mean I'm going back to my uh, uh, college junior year when I got a C plus in tax so I'm going to have to go to the book on this but um <laughs> I guess it's not technically his business, but it's also clearly not regular wardrobe uh, and supplies. So it seems like to me it should be deductible. Oh, but. I take
2: it, because the old rules, you know, is, is if, you, if you wouldn't wear it out dancing, you know, then you, you can probably deduct it as a business expense. Well, so I might
4: wear that dance. though. never mind. Yeah. I would never wear that dance. <laughs>
2: maybe, maybe, maybe. So,
4: so I, I think so, but uh, you guys are the experts.
2: Now, you had a question that you had, had submitted to us um, here on number oh, three.
4: Well, I did. I'm a big fan of the Hulk. Because uh, I get angry and then want to break stuff, but I don't ever pop out of any shirts. So, uh, <laughs> it, would take, it would take a lot. It would take, it would take a child small. Um, <laughs> and even then, it's just stretchy. Uh, so I have to imagine that the Hulk has like a pretty hefty insurance premium because uh, he's breaking so many things. So uh, do you think that uh, the insurance premiums are tax deductible?
2: Oh I think the Hulk's insurance premiums are 100% deductible. I mean, he probably, you know, David Banner, he's 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 a smart guy. He probably has his own captive insurance company Dave.
3: I would probably I would I think you'd have to set him up as a captive insurance there and because it's,
2: <laughs> it's pretty hard I to mean, get a mean, policy he, written. He,
3: I mean, but but think about it. part of the things on captives is is you you insure things that normal insurance doesn't cover. So like I went to State Farm and I asked them, I said, "Can I have city destruction policy coverage?" And they wouldn't cover it. So a captive's a perfect place to do that. Oh, there you go. Yeah, cuz they wouldn't cover it. So
2: Okay, so my, my favorite when we were when we were putting these things together, one of my favorite questions that came up was, and on David, I'll ask you this one: is because uh, her plane is invisible, can Wonder Woman deduct her airplane expenses? It's as invisible. As, as long as her plane is invisible.
3: invisible, ink.
2: Oh. oh, you see what I did there?
4: Oh, I got it. Yes, I've
2: always wondered where her lavatory is on the Wonder Woman bathroom. <laughs> Man. I just poop know. joke, Brad. Come on. Ah, no, I, I did not make a poop joke. Oh. I made a poop.
3: poop a lavatory joke. <laughs> lavatory. That's why I use the word lavatory. lavatory. I'm you're so okay. sophisticated, yes. Brad. I am.
2: Yes, I am. Yes, yes. I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> you <can laughs> turned it into a British video game. <laughs> yes, a British video game. <laughs> right. You're, in a, you're the, you're the <laughs> hero of the British video game. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes. Yes.
4: Awesome. All right. So, David, I'll ask you, or, is, uh, or for both of you, I guess, because both of you seem like you would know. Uh, Wolverine's pretty ripped. I'm sure you guys see him at the gym. You spot him. Yeah, I see him in the morning. Yeah, you spot him. Yeah. Uh, you so go. the gym membership, is
3: that deductible? Actually, you know what? I would have some advice for him on that. I think that, that he shouldn't have just his gym membership. He should incorporate, probably be a C-corp. And then, if I'm not, I'm not mistaken, he can then have a place in his, where his business at and keep that gym open there, and then he gets to fully deduct that there.
2: I think the fact that the Wolverine needs to work out at all is just a complete fallacy. He can regenerate. So one, how did he get ripped in the first place? Because if you regenerate, don't you go back? Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure that if I kept regenerating, if I <laughs> lived, I would go back to this state. So <laughs> like, why would I go to the gym to look good for a second and then all of a sudden go back to this?
4: That's a good point.
2: You know, and, I don't know. I mean, it just seems it seems. But then odd. everyone will know that you're Wolverine. Well, that's true, especially when I, you know, break out with yeah, the whatever true, those sticks are that he's got in his arms. Yeah, those well, I think, though, um,
3: since we are here at the tax kickoff for uh, Beasley, extravaganza, be, extravaganza, thank you very much. extravaganza. Yeah, last of, year was the kickoff of America. So um, um, we do have to recognize this is the superpower one here, of the greatest superheroes yeah. out there.
2: Superhero here. So, want to introduce here. who
3: our greatest superhero is Don Beasley, Don Beasley.
2: Don Beasley. So we have a
3: couple of things here, just so you know how awesome Don is. So he's even better than Chuck Norris, Dave. He just cleared his throat. Norris. I'm a little nervous. Yeah, he's better than Chuck Norris. <laughs> so we got a couple things here. Don Beasley is the reason Waldo is hiding.
2: Ah. And David, did you know that Don Beasley can actually hear in sign language?
4: Yeah. Earlier today, I was in your office, swung by his office. I don't know if you guys know this, but his uh, his keyboard has no backspace because he makes no mistakes.
2: When I saw him in the kitchen, and actually, you know what? He actually once made an onion cry. Nice. Yeah, Yeah, He was, uh, you know, in the fall we went down to Hatch, and Don Beasley can put ten
3: pounds of chili in a five-pound sack. Mm
4: -hmm. That's impressive. Uh, You know, I checked his LinkedIn profile. Don Beasley can speak Braille. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
3: out loud, (laughs) out (laughs) loud, in (laughs) In multiple multiple dialects.
2: (laughs) And you know that uh, that when in Rome, they do as Don Beasley does. (laughs)
3: Do you know, I was working with him on a project one time, and Don Beasley counted to infinity twice.
4: That's pretty impressive. Also impressive, he
3: won a game of Connect Four and count them
4: three
2: moves. Three moves. Three. three. You know, and finally, when he gets audited, when the IRS audits Don Beasley, he actually checks their receipts. Yes. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So that'll do it for us on the We Are Money podcast brought to you by Beasley Mitchell and Company. Uh, Thank you to John Garrett, thank you to David Beasley, and thank you to all of you out here at the uh, tax season kickoff extravaganza.
0: We'll see you next time. Thanks. It's
4: not over yet.
0: It is for me, sister. Mm. Look, I ain't in this for your revolution, man. I'm not in it for you, princess. I expect to be well paid. I'm in it for the money. All right, I had to wait for David. Money. Money. I'm going to say money.